all of those things I just took into figuring out what are my passions and how can I make those my paychecks? So event planning was a service. Strategic development, I literally can sit down with anybody and come up with a mission and vision for their business in 10 minutes. It's just That's a skill. It. <laughs> it's just a skill. So learning how to benefit off the things that you already have that you wake up and you flawlessly and effortlessly do and then start making money off of those things. Hello, and thank you for joining the Made to Inspire podcast. This is the podcast for dreamers, entrepreneurs, and business owners who want to go to that next level in your life with Kimberly Smith Austin and Misty Kerrigan. Each week, we will bring you tips, tools, and tactics that will inspire you to take action. Hey, 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 I'm Kimberly Smith Austin, and I want to welcome you back to another episode of the Made to Inspire podcast. I am here today with my awesome and amazing co-host, Misty Kerrigan. Hey, Misty. Hey, Kimberly. Hey, everybody. We have an amazing show for you today. Get your pencils, get your papers, get your computer if you're going to type on it. Maybe even your, uh, what's the great thing when you could type on your notes? Kimberly? Your iPad, your iPad, your rocket book. Your, your rocket book. <laughs> You're going to want to take notes today. One of the favorite things here at Made to Inspire is when we get to talk to and get all the nuggets from amazing entrepreneurs out there doing the grind, handling their business. But you know what? Most importantly, being successful and making an impact in the lives of others while making profit. This is my favorite thing in the world to do is pick their brain and take their knowledge and get to that next level. Yes, yes. Let me tell you guys, for those of you that have been following us, we have just finished up a series all about getting back to business. We know the last 16, 18, depending on how you count it, months we've been in the midst of a pandemic. But on top of that, we've just returned to school. And I think for some of us, even returned to work if you've been mm. chilling over the summer. But today we have an amazing guest that I cannot wait for you all to hear. Now, this individual comes from us all the way from the Windy City, Chicago. Now, I have the opportunity and the privilege to introduce her, but I'm really going to let her introduce herself. But before I do, I have to tell you, I've known her from the beginning. When I say the beginning, I mean diapers beginning. <laughs> this, this is my cousin that I love dearly that is really changing the world around her. And I'll tell you, you don't want to miss this show. Get your notes ready. Will you all help me welcome to our stage, to our screen, to our podcast today, the one and only Allison Strutchen. Allison, Ooh. welcome to the show. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for having me. It is such a pleasure to be here on Made to Inspire. And I am so looking forward to this show and inspiring whoever I can with my story, being vulnerable, talking about life as an entrepreneur, and just really getting into the nitty gritty about what it means to be successful in business. Like Kimberly said, it's all about back to business. And the pandemic has hit us all, but we all had to find a way to pivot from the pandemic. And I'm definitely looking forward to today's show. Yes, yes. Now, Allison is the owner, the CEO, the founder of Forward Planning, and she has a book called How to Be an Entrepreneur 101. 
Allison, let me tell you, as Misty and I wrote our book, we often reference back to your book, Design, Layout, Yes, Love, Design and Layout. Now, you know that we've had a long journey together, but I shared this book with her and I said, this is my cousin. She's doing great things. But I want you to tell us more. I've given a little insight about who you are, but tell everyone a little bit about your background. I, want to, I just want to add to that, Allison, you inspired us to write our book. You're, you played a big role in us wanting to also have one and just wanted to say thank you. Your book was phenomenal. Oh my goodness. Thank you, Misty. Thank you, Kimberly. I had no clue. Um, so this is just amazing to hear. And you guys don't know how much that inspires me to keep going. So um, a little bit about me. My name is Allison Scrutchins. I am the founder and CEO of a company called Forward Planning. It is a consulting and management company that works with small businesses, nonprofits, politicians, and fellow entrepreneurs in the areas of event planning, specifically before the pandemic, but also strategic development, branding, marketing. I like to say that I'm your one-stop shop for all of your planning needs. We take you where you are and we get you where you need to be. And so that is my baby. That is my company that is seven years old this year. Um, I actually celebrated my seven year anniversary and it is just a pleasure to be able to do what I love every single day. Now that doesn't mean it's easy, but it's just yeah. a pleasure <laughs> to do what I love every single day. So in addition to having my company, I am also an author. My book is called How to Be an Entrepreneur 101. Um, and it is discipline and imagination. So it takes imagination to one, have the idea and the vision to figure out what it is that you want to do. But then it also takes the discipline to execute that vision. So my book was... Um, I'm a self-published self author. It was published in 2017. I was trying to think about how old it is now. So it's four years old and um, it is a workbook and an empowerment guide. So the very first half of the book, I give you encouraging words, empowerment, giving you different entrepreneur stories, telling you how Kevin Hart did it, how DJ Khaled did it, um, giving you things that you can relate to as an entrepreneur to show you if they did it, you can do it too. And then in the back is an actual workbook that shows you how to create your mission, how to create your vision, who's your target population. I even give you a startup budget template. And so that's why it's called How to Be an Entrepreneur 101, because we give you everything that you need initially to start your entrepreneurship journey. And it was very important for me to do that because I don't like the typical entrepreneurial books that are like, this is what you don't do, this is what you do, and I'm successful because of these things. I wanted it to be more relatable for everybody that reads it you know, from the seven-year-old entrepreneur to the 70-year-old entrepreneur. And it actually was birthed, the book came because I was teaching an entrepreneurship class. Um, I was teaching a 12-week course that I created from scratch and my students were making more money than me and they were <laughs> celebrities and they were doing better than me. And so I was like, hmm, I think I should turn this into a book. And so um, after the class and the successful students, I decided to turn everything that I teach them in the curriculum and put it in a book. And I am just grateful that the book has been doing so well, inspiring people all the way in California. And um, that is my goal. You know, my goal is always to empower people through information and inspire them to be exactly what they want to be. 
So I am the owner of Forward Planning. I am an author. I'm also a filmmaker. Um, I have a film called How to Be, I'm sorry, not How to Be. My film is called Hashtag Where is Beauty? And it is about women loving themselves in a world of social media standards. You know, we're always scrolling our phones and we're looking at the Instagram and the Facebooks and the, you know, the different women and how they look and comparing ourselves to them. And the movie is starring Guapale, who is a well-known singer actually from California um, and so the it's all about inspiring you to love yourself you know and to be happy with the beauty within so hashtag where is beauty has been featured internationally through so many different film festivals and um, I'm right now working with the director so that we can get it on Netflix hopefully yeah, that's my third stream of income. I believe in the the mantra that the average millionaire has seven streams of income, and I will definitely be a millionaire coming soon. So um, those are the things that represent me, and I am also a creative, uh, all, all over producer. Um, my company creates events from 500 people to 25,000 people. Um, and we love what we do. We love working in the community and everything that I do represents economic development. It's very important for me to give back to the communities where I came from and to show people that your past does not define your future and you can be as great as you want to be. Yes, yes, I love it, I love it. Now, I want to just stick in real quick and ask you, how did you get here? You know, I know you as a young young person from, you know, from the young age of eight to teens all the way through college. I remember you in college than going back for graduate school. Tell us a little bit about that transition from graduate school to your first job to then, boom, I'm doing my own thing. Yeah, so my undergrad is in social work. Uh, I went to Southern Illinois University in Carbondale. And then I came back to Chicago and I went to UIC for my master's. My master's is in public management. So What's funny is that I have these degrees and I have nothing in business, right? But it's still things that I use every day. I use the tools from social work. I use the tools from public management in my company on a regular basis. And so after I was getting my master's degree, I was working full-time at a chamber of commerce, South Shore Chamber here in Chicago, and um, managing their SSA programs, which is two city business district programs. And I was technically their vice president of operations. And so when it was time for me to leave, um, I really felt it in my spirit that it was time for something new. And I prayed about it. And uh, the next week, God told me to quit. So mm -hmm. I quit my job. <laughs> I put in my two weeks notice and uh, after I put in my two weeks notice, I got contracts from different people who had already worked with me. And so I was applying for jobs constantly, 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 but I was not getting hired, but I was steady getting contracts to work with a nonprofit organization or a small business and help them with the things that they needed help with. And what I will say is that this happened because of my reputation at the chamber. So the work mm -hmm. that I put in at the chamber, you never know who's watching you. They were watching me and paying attention to my work ethic and to the things that I executed. And they wanted me to then help them execute things within their company. And that's how forward planning was birthed. So yeah. 2014, um, 
I incorporated forward planning March 27th of 2014. And um, seven years later, we went from $0 to a six-figure company. And um, we did not reach our six-figure goal during the pandemic, but we still came out at 75K. And um, I am happy to say 2021, we will over exceed our six-figure goal this year. So it is just a, a blessing to be able to grow with the things that I want to do. It was great to be in that position at the chamber, but I knew that there was more in store for me. And so the more in store for me happened to be doing exactly what I love to do, which was making sure that small business owners, nonprofit organizations, and other entrepreneurs had access to the resources that they needed so they can be successful in their businesses and in their life as well. I love that. You know, two things you said I'd like to point out. Number one, you said, I have these degrees and none of them are in business. I tell people all the time, it doesn't matter what you get a degree in. I think education is important. I personally do. However, we know there are millions of entrepreneurs out here who do not have an education. So don't let having a degree or not having a degree stop you. It's the passion that exists within inside of you. And then that self-education that you go out and good. There are so many books, books like How to Be an Entrepreneur or Millions of Possibilities that will give you a roadmap and the tools you need to go out there and succeed. I love that. I love that. And the second thing that came to mind is you said, you know what? It wasn't about that job at the chamber, but instead it was more, in my opinion, who you knew, who you connected with and the services you provide. See how we show up is what turns out to create success for us in the near future. So listeners, please keep that in mind. Show up 100% no matter what you're doing so that the people around you are going to love you and invite you to whatever they're taking part of. Exactly. In Chicago, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Who you know, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Was it a huge leap? I, I know from a lot of us, how we grew up was get a good job, have some benefits, and you can take care of yourself and your family to go from these educational degrees in social work and then in management and then be at the chamber and then listen to the voice that said, you got to go and come to a point of you're going to open your own company. You're going to be the CEO. It's all going to depend on you. Yeah. Did you know a lot of CEOs or did you know a lot of business owners growing up? No, I didn't. Um, you know, and my mother thought I was crazy. You know, <laughs> she tells me she always believed in me. You know, <laughs> she thought I was nuts, you know, and I really thought that it, it was just about me following my spirit. I prayed about it. I, I got clarification that that's what I should do. And um, it's what what Kim said earlier, uh, I wanted to touch on it's not about what you know is who you know and for other businesses taking that self-education it's about making your your passion your paycheck so the mm. thing you're passionate about making that the things that bring you in income so although i did not know any other ceos or any business owners i had worked with them of course at the chamber i had helped and assisted them but did i know them personally enough to reach out for them to be a mentor no i was all on my own but i knew that i could make my passions my paycheck and my passion was always empowering small businesses helping nonprofits and also being in a political field where you know the community is driven by politics in chicago so it was just about 
what can I do to continue to walk in my passion? And those are the different things that I created within the services of my business. While I was at the chamber, I did, um, I activated the very first South Shore Summer Festival and an art festival and things of that nature. So now me putting on this 25,000 people festival is, is, is minor compared to, you know, what I was doing 10 years ago at the chamber, but it set me up for the things that I'm doing now. And all of those things I just took into figuring out what are my passions and how can I make those my paychecks? So event planning was a service. Strategic development, I literally can sit down with anybody and come up with a mission and vision for their business in 10 minutes. It's just That's a skill. It. <laughs> it's just a skill. So learning how to benefit off the things that you already have that you wake up and you flawlessly and effortlessly do and then start making money off of those things. That's a gift, a real gift, which in fact, as I listen to you, Allison, and having known you, I think it may be either genetics in our family, because Missy's probably like, wait a minute, this is the same stuff Kimberly and I talk about, but I love it. And I want to go back a little bit. You said when you first made that decision, your mother thought you were crazy. Now, backstory, this is a little personal. Her mother was my cousin, and she was one of the first individuals that I worked with at the age of 14 and helped me get my first job. Although my cousin, Cynthia, did not see herself as an entrepreneur, she is. This woman has built and created and done a lot of things for years. She was my inspiration, which I don't even know if she knows that, but I think when you're around someone who's like that, who's passionate, who's going to find a way no matter what, to make things happen, that thing gets inbred in you. We didn't see entrepreneurs, but we saw Cynthia. And you know what? That light that she shed, shed on myself, shed on Allison, and who knows who else she is impacted by her power. That's so beautiful. She's going to love to see this because, you know, I think that it's about the generational gap, right? So when I was 14, I did write down four businesses that I wanted to have. It was a laundromat, a car wash, a hotel. And for the life of me, I can't remember the fourth one, but they were all businesses that were 24 hour businesses that will always make money. But I never knew the word entrepreneur when I was right. 14. It was that I wanted to be a business owner. But as Kim said, my mother was always a entrepreneur. She was always mm -hmm. selling something. She was always doing yeah. something. And, <laughs> and you know, when I started my business, I eventually formally incorporated her business. So she is an entrepreneur as well. But it is really just about them not knowing that they were already paving that path for us. It was just of hustling as they would say yeah. or finding that then, but they were entrepreneurs too and so I definitely believe her spirit is within me because everything that I have been doing she's been there every step of the way yeah those first couple months she was she was she was stressed she was like what are you doing why are you leaving this money this health care these things you know but there is a, a formula that comes with starting out as an entrepreneur. And the first six months of me being an entrepreneur, I was broke. When I say I was broke, I was broke, sad, depressed, crying. I had friends coming in my house, cutting lights on because I was like, I just give up. You know, I made the wrong decision. I don't know what I'm doing. And then six months into that entrepreneurship journey, I got my first two monthly retainer clients. 
And so those clients paved the way to show me how to build my business. And so when I'm a sick, when I say I'm a six figure company it's because I'm basing off that off of monthly retainer clients. So as a six figure company, my goal every month is to bring in at least 8K a month. So what do I need to do to bring in 8K a month? I need at least four clients that are coming in at, I don't know, $1,500, you know? So it's about figuring out that plan once you know that that's what you want to do. But yeah, it was hard. It was tough. It comes with a lot of lonely nights, a lot of depression, um, and a lot of anxiety, you know? But you just have to keep pushing through. You have to keep prevailing because if you want this business to happen, you got to think about who you're doing it for and who's going to benefit from your business. And those are the people that you should keep going for. Oh my gosh, you had me smiling. Uh, when I was little, I wanted to own a parking lot. <laughs> we first went to the big city and we paid for a parking lot. My mind exploded because I was like, how many people pay? There's not a lot of maintenance. Like, this is insane. Like, someone owns this space and they get paid daily for people just to park here. Like, it, yeah. so it's fun to see your uh, your thing about things that go 24-7 even when I'm not, even at that young age. Uh -huh. And I love, I love seeing women in entrepreneurial boss roles because I think it helps other little girls. There's something called the CSI effect. And that was when the show CSI came out and there was women in that role of investigating crime, the numbers of women in that role shot up. And to this day, it's greater than men now. And it wasn't before that. And it's because little girls saw themselves that, oh, a woman could do that. I could do that. So not only getting to see you excel or write the book, but this movie coming out, I can't tell you the impact that understanding that I am beautiful no matter on the outside and I can even be more beautiful uh, in any way is going to make that impact. And you could tell in everything that you say that it all circles back to community and empowerment and just having that uh, phenomenal drive. Even if you do want to cry and quit someday, it's nice to be able to hug someone, wipe your tears and leave the next day with that purpose in mind. And I think that your story just echoes that. And I'm glad you did mention some of that because sometimes I think people overdo the, the struggle in it. Not that it's bad. I think when, and the failure failing forward is some of the best things you could do and taking the old stigma out of failing and, Oh, it's, it's so easy. You just, you have a passion and you run with it and then you're Steve jobs and it's amazing, but having that, okay, if I have this formula, I could get life, I could get insurance. If I have this formula, I can make sure there's food consistently. And I could have a, a I could go out on a vacation every once in a while. You're we talking about that uh, the other day about getting to, to travel and do all the things that, those are perks and benefits, but you bust your butt for. Exactly. Happily. So as I appreciate you dropping all these nuggets, I have so many pages of notes. What, what inspires you to want and do more such as, getting into the films and, and just keep adding to your repertoire of everything that you're bringing in. So like I said earlier, I'm a big proponent of making your passion your paycheck. So I believe that anything that you're passionate about, you should find a way to do it. And I am very passionate about films and producing and telling our stories. And it, it happened with a friend. I was just telling a friend um, years ago and I was like, yeah, one day I want to do film and I want to produce a movie and I want to do this, that, and a third. And I want to say a year later, he called me like, hey, I got somebody in, in LA that um, is looking for an executive producer. 
Are you interested? And I was like, uh, okay, sure. Let, let's connect. You know, I didn't think it would happen that fast or that soon. And so he connected us via email. She sent me an email. An executive producer basically means that you're one of the money people. You put money behind the film. So this was like 2016 and they needed $2,500 for me to be the executive producer and get the film credit. I did not have that $2,500, but I hustled that next three, those next three months to get that $2,500 and I flew to Cali in August and I signed my executive producer contract. Oh. And not only did I hustle to get that, I was going to Cali with a client at the time and the client also believed in me and gave me a bonus check in advance. I had already got the money myself, but the client also was believing in me and gave me some extra money to invest in my dreams. So I, I'm, a, I'm a big proponent of speaking into existence, right? Tell, tell the world you want it so that you can receive it. And so that's how that happened. And it just allows me to continue to pursue my passions. I haven't done nothing yet since then, since 2016. Um, but I do know that more things are on the way. I'm writing, I'm still working with other directors. And, you know, I also say this before um, the next question is that, you know, I never had to market my business. In the past seven years, I have never marketed my business. My company and my clients have been built specifically off of my reputation and my execution. So mm. everything that I have done and executed, it allows me to meet a new client who's impressed with my work, who then becomes a retainer client, and we continue to grow with each other. And so that's why it's always important for you to put your best foot forward. Remember that every client isn't a good client. If things aren't working well, don't burn that bridge. Just politely let them know that this isn't the best working relationship. I have returned deposits and retainers from people before because our personalities weren't mashing too well. So you just got to realize that it's about putting your best foot forward and executing so that you can continue to grow because people are talking and people are watching. Yes, I love yeah. that. That is so powerful. Your reputation I, they always say your reputation precedes you, meaning it comes before you. And as a result of what you've done, how you've done it, and how you showed up will determine if people will support you. And I love the fact that you said your client gave you that check because they believed in you. They saw the passion, but also they saw the work that you had performed. That is a powerful position, you all. So take note of that. Make sure your reputation precedes you. Go in there and do and give your very best, regardless if it's not something that's working out. If it's not, call it quits and then exit stage left. That is okay. As an entrepreneur, you have that freedom and that right to determine who you will and who you will not work with. Love that, Allison. Missy, you have something to add to that point? It's just, I was talking to a client the other day and it reminds me they were upset how someone else was acting. And I said, well, that's, that's them. But if you stay in your integrity, stay in your zone, however they leave is how they leave, but how you proceed forward, that will be what's important. Because don't let someone take you out of who you are because of emotion and what they're in. You, you just got to walk through the storm and be you. And there's this thing about buffaloes, that buffaloes don't walk around the storm, that buffaloes walk through the eye of the storm. And when they're through the hardest part, the journey is now easier. It's if you walk around that you're more susceptible to die because you're taking the long way. But if you just hit it head on, you're more likely to be successful. 
So that's what that, that reminded me of is having that integrity and having that intention of like, you're not taking me out of my zone, but we don't have to leave mad. Like don't burn the bridge. It's just, this isn't that's working right. out. Let's move forward. And I think that's going to gain more respect than storming off or, or pushing through something because you feel it's, you have to. Yes. Yes. And something I always tell anybody who's starting a business and wanting to be an entrepreneur, always under promise and over deliver never over promise and under deliver. You always want to say, I'm going to do this, but go above and beyond so they're impressed. But don't go above and beyond and you can't deliver with the things that you said you're going to go above and beyond for. Because then it makes you look bad. So, you know, when I show up, my clients, my, my little nickname is Get It Done Allison, you know, because they know I'm going to get it done. So if anything needs to be done and executed, they're like, call Allison. And in reality, I will tell them if I can or if I can't do it. I've had a client that they asked me to work on a specific contract. And it just didn't fit well. So I let them know I couldn't do this contract. I returned their deposit. And then in that same conversation, she said, okay, I know you can't do that, but can you do this? Mm-hmm. You know? And that was just a testimony of them still wanting to work with me. Yes. That is powerful, powerful. You know, Allison, as I think about this, and I, I want to give Missy the opportunity for any other questions, but I, I want you to share with our audience maybe three nuggets that new entrepreneurs, the dreamers, even folks that are currently in corporate America that are either working their corporate job and just want to perform at their very best, or maybe they're looking about looking at a transition, maybe a side job, side business, not necessarily leaving corporate or some that are looking to leave corporate. You already gave one nugget. So I'll, I'll take that first one that you gave. But if there's two more that you might share, and then I will tell you, I have a question on the third one that I'd like you to close us out with. So share with us. So I think that one for that corporate person and for that entrepreneur is to write down your why now. Why is this important? Is it important for you? Is it important for your target population, your clients that you're going to work with? Why now is it important for this to happen? Because when those lonely nights come, that anxiety kicks in, sometimes depression comes around, you read that why now statement. And it's a Mm -hmm. reminder to keep going. Like Misty said, we're going to go through the storm. You know, we're with the buffalo. We're not going around. We're going to go through it. And we're going to figure out our why now to help us push ourselves through it. And um, my, my, third, my third nugget is definitely to, um, well, first nugget, I hope you're saying is to um, under promise and over deliver. Correct. Second will be why now. And my third nugget is to make sure that you're passionate about what you're doing. See, the reason people leave corporate America or they're not happy in their job, the reason I left my job was because when I woke up and I went to work, I walked in that building and brought my spirit down. Mm. So figure out what you're passionate about and then make that your profit and learn how to be passionate about it. If you're not passionate in the work that you're doing, I'm sorry, you got to find something new because that's to bring you down. You're not going to be happy. You should wake up every day happy with what you're doing in life. And so that's my third nugget, making sure that you're happy with what you're doing in life. And if you're not happy in that business, if you're not happy in that job, then do something to change it because you only get one life and you only get X amount of years. I'm 32, which means I got what, 35 good summers left? (laughs) I need to be five. 
<laughs> Thank you, Misty. But I need to be happy for those next 45 summers, you know, and I don't want to be doing things that are dragging my spirit down. I want to do things that are fulfilling my spirit on a daily basis. Yes. Is it true that when you do what you love, you never work a day in your life? Yes. This yes. is true. This is true. I am uh, one of my very great clients, um, Greater Auburn Gresham Development Corporation here in Chicago. He's took over the organization 18 years ago, and he took them from a 50,000 organization to a $4.5 million organization. And when we are talking to people, he always opens up with, I haven't worked in the past 18 years. Mm-hmm. And it's because he loves what he does. And that's the same for me. Yeah, uh, it's a lot of sleepless nights. It's a lot of tiring. Um, 365 days you're working. You know, I had um, created a brand called Everyday Entrepreneur. And um, I actually had to let that brand go due to a trademark suit, um, lawsuit with Entrepreneur Magazine. But we'll save that for another show. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, You know, those are things that you learn growing in business, you know, so there are a lot of highs, there are a lot of lows, but you just have to keep going. And once you keep doing what you love, the highs are going to always outweigh the lows. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and that really goes to that point you made some time ago. You mentioned that when you first started this business, the first six months you were broke, you were depressed, you were sad, but yet you still stand here. To me, that's a testament of determination. That's a testament of discipline. That is such a great testament. And so as we close this out for our listeners, taking what you learned from that first six months, what would you have done differently today? And what can you tell them to do as they venture on or continue on their journey of entrepreneurship? I wouldn't do anything differently. All right. I say that because that built me to be who I am today that built me to know that I will never go back to those first six months. And so what I learned is to create a plan of action. Okay, I knew I wanted to be a six-figure company. So those first six months, I was broke, but I reached my six-figure mark by year three. And I did that because I broke down. What does it really mean to be a six-figure company? That means I need to bring in X amount of money every month. Okay, and then that means I need certain clients. You know, I, I started off event planning, so I was doing all types of events, right? But now I don't do the smaller events and the family events. I only do corporate events because that's where my dollars come from. That's where my clientele is. You know, so it's just really about me using that as as um, inspiration to keep going you know because something that you know I always want and maybe this is the fourth nugget your past does not define your future not Mm. at all you know and so Kimberly talks about my mother and her story my mother's story is so beautiful because Mm -hmm. once upon a time my mother was on drugs you know and when I was born they said I was a crack baby and so for me to feel like I am not a crack baby anymore, I am a CEO of a six-figure company, Black-owned, woman-owned, nationally, you know, that's just a reminder that your future is as great as you want it to be. So your past does not define what's in store for you. Wow. 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 You all heard it right here on the Made to Inspire podcast. The one and only Allison Scrutcher has dropped the nugget. And I hope you captured them. I hope you wrote notes. And as you know, we finished this back to business series. Go back and review your why. Go back and review your passion, what's driving you, what's 
inspiring you so that you can go forth, re-engage those audience, and then create a routine that works. We know that entrepreneurship is real. Over 70% of the businesses in the United States started as entrepreneurial ventures. That is the source that fuels our economy. So if you're on the fence, if you're thinking about it, if you have a question about it, make sure you tune in, make sure you DM us, send us a note. But let me tell you, there's a place for you. If your heart is there, there's nothing you can't create. We appreciate you just standing in. And Allison, let me tell you, you have been a true, pure joy and pleasure to have here today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being on the show. But before we close, tell us where we can find you. So I am on social media. Um, it's Allison Renee. That's I-T-S-A-L-L-Y-S-O-N-R-E-N-E-E -E -E on all platforms. And then the website for my company is forwardplanninginc.com. Very good. Well, listen, make sure you plug in, check out the show notes. We're going to have all the goodies left there, as well as a way for you to connect and contact with Allison. As we say on every single show, there is something out there waiting for you. Now go get it. Thank you for listening to the Made to Inspire podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and have picked up some tips, tools, and tactics that will help you move into action. Make sure you follow us on social media. We are made the number two, the letter N, Inspire You. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube. We're out there. But best of all, we ask that you leave us a review. Let us know what you thought. Let us know how you're going to use the information that we're sharing week after week to help you take your inspiration into action. We appreciate you and we look forward to seeing you on our next episode.